The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. I'm fairly certain this is the first time in the 112 years we've been doing this that we're all on time. At least in the 112 years, we still don't make money. <laughs> I feel like you undersold... Are you in a robe, James? No, this is just a sweater. Oh. It's just a... I didn't know if you're nice... taking Tim, Tim's approach to fashion a little too far. I think taking Tim's approach to anything would be taking it too far. Um, no, Tim, you kind of undersold us. You kind of made it sound like you were going to be a few minutes late. No, I said I would get there and send the, send the link as soon as I got there. Yeah, Tim, I know. But you- Tim, despite all of his just glaring flaws is very much punctual and on. Yeah. Time. That's like the one redeeming quality I have. I, I have to give it to him. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a good point. Actually. He's yeah. not bad at that, but like, you know, we knew he was coming back from dropping Hazel off. So like I was. Not going to be mad if he was a few minutes late, but I know. But other than when he was giving blood to children, like I don't think <laughs> we've true. ever we've ever had to wait on him. And that is, I mean, yeah, he had to pick up Hazel today in LA traffic. LA sucks and like, rainy, by the and way. He's still on time. It's we're all you, early. You know what that? You know what that actually makes him good at? And this is something that I was I used to be terrible at, and I've gotten much better, but I'm still not as good as I want to be. It's accurately predicting how long it's going to take you to do something. Yes. Right? Like, I, I was the king of like, oh, yeah, I mean, it's going to take me an hour. And then an hour and a half, hour 45 later, I'm finally done whatever said, you know, project was. So, or, yeah, I'll be back by this time. Like, cheating it, knowing that that's really not what time I'm going to actually realistically be able to be home. So I always say, like, it's because I grew up being late everywhere because my um, mom has zero concept of time. So like I was just oh, perpetually late. I was picked up, you know, hours late for things. I was just, and that was with all of us. So me and all of my brothers are obsessively punctual because until we were able to drive, we were just late for every single thing. Huh. Wonder if that was a strategy. If so, I'm doomed, Hazel. She's gonna be, she's she's gonna be late to everything. Perennially late. All well, right. yeah. For any parents while are listening. That could be a nice strategy if you want to make sure that your children end up punctual. Punish them by being late their entire childhood. Um, all right. So, James, you are in Canada. I am. I am Alex, in Canada. you are not. Bit of, bit of racing news. Do we want to talk a little bit about, uh, about your teammate? 
Just that oh, he's... yeah. Have we not talked about that? Yeah. No, that um, happened after we recorded. Like everything else of note in IndyCar. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Can't wait um, for tomorrow for Roger Penske to sell it to Tony Stewart or something. Um, <laughs> well, it's Roger's birthday today on Tuesday when we're recording this, the twentieth. So happy birthday, RP. Um, uh, David, yes, David, Papaya Dave, Little Dave, Papaya Dave, Big, Medium sized Dave, whatever we want to call him, Dave. I like um, Papaya Dave. That's a good Papaya one. Dave has, um, was out West in California and he was mountain biking and training and getting ready for the start of the season and unfortunately hurt his wrist. And now he is out for a period of time. So there is a new driver filling in to test at Homestead, which I guess is not the driver that's testing at Sebring, which I guess means that technically one of two people could be racing in St. Pete. So that's the extent of my so knowledge. So it's Callum Eilat and who else? D- unknown. Got it. The old, yeah, the old Dale Coyne driver. Can't, Callum can't do the Sebring test because of his commitments in WEC. So, because it's funny, because we sort of like talked about this offline when it all happened. And we're like, you know, who would you put in the car? And obviously with his recent experience and whatever, you would put Callum right at or near the top of that list. So that made a lot of sense as long as it didn't conflict with his WEC stuff. So the test makes sense, but the Sebring test missing that is interesting. So who do they get to fill in there? And is that just someone to fill in the test? And he's kind of still first in line for the race seat because man, it was what they're saying, what six weeks for David, which I thought was kind of surprising. I guess it kind of, unclear how much damage there was done but like i think back to charlie kimball broke breaking his hand and he got surgery and i think two weeks later he was back in an indy car or joseph newgarden breaking his collarbone got surgery and two weeks later was back in an indy car so it must have been a good hit yeah i was gonna say yeah, i guess you but, just don't know how what which injuries which injury right like when yeah, you look at his metatarsals or whatever in in yeah, true. Uh, holland Wrist yeah, it was like five hand. races, right? Yeah, so it was yeah, at sure. least it was more than six weeks. Yeah. Um, so another another reason to not ride bikes. I honestly thought I didn't realize it was a mountain bike and it was road biking. Sorry, it, I didn't realize it wasn't road biking and it was mountain biking. Correct. That, so uh, James, I feel like you've been on both sides of this, right? You've you've filled in for for injured and and you've had people fill in for you when injured. Alex, I don't know so much about in Europe, but I'm sure you've had similar things like how much of an effect does that have when you're, I don't know, like having to step into somebody else's seat or watching somebody else step into your seat because you're recuperating? I just imagine that's got to be rough. It sucks, but at the same time, I'm sure the team has told David, like, you know, don't worry about it. The, the worst thing that he could do is rush to get yeah. back in the car and get back too soon and affect the rest of his year. It's his car. Like, he's, I'm sure the team has told him that repeatedly. He's not not driving because he did, you know, he didn't perform or they don't believe in him or whatever. So it's his car. The worst thing you can do is rush back and then not be at your best. And then as they're evaluating you over the year, you're not performing at 100 percent. So as hard as it is to accept, the actual best move here is to take it as slow as possible, miss as much time as as required and and not a day less and and come back in, in peak form. Um it's definitely trickier because David hasn't even done a race for this team yet. Like this is a mm-hmm. brand new relationship and, um, and that's, you know, that's sort of a, a tough situation to be in. But again, he just, he just needs to take his time, do what the doctors tell him to do. 
take the recovery at whatever pace his body wants to take it at and, and just not rush it. Um, and for Callum, it's a great opportunity as well, you know, to get into equipment that's, you know, a lot more established than what he's been driving in the past. And even if it's just a test or two or whatever, I go off see on the second test, but even if it's just this test, but, you know, hopefully for him, it's a race or two as well. You know, it could be uh, a, a big step forward for, you know, him trying to land something in 25. I just want to know why he was mountain biking. Like road biking is dangerous enough. Mountain biking is just, in my opinion, and this is not a shot at Dave, a lot of guys do it. But like, in my opinion, mountain biking is an unreasonable risk to take in or around race season. I just, like in my old Andretti contract, it was banned. You could road bike for training purposes, but you could not mountain bike. It fell yeah. about no fun clause. I remember Marco talked about like, I know skiing was on there. Skiing, that- snowboarding, wakeboarding, yes, uh, rollerblading, BMXing, mountain biking, dirt biking, I mean, owning a motorcycle. Like there were so many things, skydiving, bungee jumping, like all that stuff is technically banned. Did they just like go through, like if Tim wouldn't do it, you're not allowed. Like, no, if, if, it's, if fun, it's on a list of, yeah, well, exactly. If it's, it's called the if no I fun clause. Do it. <laughs> like, right. Well, that's, you just wouldn't do it because you're soft. But if it's, if it's anxiety fun, and FOMO are my primary characteristics. <laughs> <laughs> so I won't do it, but I'll, I'll really miss out not doing it. That's why I used to think <laughs> it was crazy, man. Like in the height of Jimmy Johnson's dominance in NASCAR, let's say after his first, I don't know, four championships, he would in between races go mountain biking and, He'd be one of those guys like up on those, you know, like two by fours that are 50 feet off the air through the woods and then jump off onto a trail kind of thing. I just couldn't believe that he was allowed to do that kind of stuff. I guess when you've got that level of success and position the team, you can kind of probably get away with whatever you want. But I always thought mountain biking was just so much fun. Love doing it. Way, way too much risk. This might shock you, but I've never gone mountain biking. I mean, it's it's all downhill. <laughs> You'd love so it. So is my life. I don't need to add anything to it. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. So we wish Dave a speedy recovery, or at least a doctor prescribed length of time recovery. Um, were you? Did you? Were you in the shop when Callum came in for his seat fit out? No. No. I have not been in Indy. Um, I'm only here because. Um, I was supposed to be straight from the West Coast to Florida, but um, Callum cannot test on the third day because he's got to get back to the Middle East to do his WEC stuff. So I, yes, I'm home for a very short period of time before I take off tomorrow morning to go to Florida to drive around Homestead again. Is it WEC or is it WEC? Same thing. So I feel like, okay, okay, but I'm saying, like, what's the preferred pronunciation? Either. I don't think it really matters. You yeah. gotta pick one. I, well, Wex just faster, so I've just defaulted to that, even though it's a stupid sounding word. I mean, there are periods between the letters, so WEC is correct. I mean, every acronym has periods between it. No, nope. There's Not. a difference. I forget the term. There's an acronym, and then there's another one. There's like the ones that you pronounce as a word, like NASA, and then I forget what they're called. I'm gonna get like 15 texts from friends telling me what the word is, so I'm just yeah, no, I Google it. uh, Uh, Doug, I'm I'm counting on you to send it to me. It was actually Lee Diffie (laughs) taught me that, and and he was taught it by Steve Matchett, and I also forget the name, but 
Um, this is what people come that to mean, that means, for. But that means NASA is not an acronym because it's not a real Correct. word. It's a whatever the, the It's the whatever the is. other thing is. So like yeah. FBI or CIA or whatever uh, are these other things. Or those are right. acronyms <laughs> and the other one is, it doesn't matter. We'll figure it out later. All right. So we know what Alex is doing in Indy. James, what are you doing in Canada? So I was up here for um, the couple of things. The Canadian International Auto Show is this week and started last week. So I got up here last week um, to be at Media Day for FAF, who's, you know, uh, obviously race team, but also a big car dealer here in Toronto. So I was up here with McLaren and with FAF uh, for Media Day. Got to hang out with Richard Hammond, which... Yeah, which by the way, why isn't he on the podcast? Yeah, uh, he specifically said he doesn't like guys whose hair are too long. Is too long. I would cut so it. That ain't me. Yeah. So Wait, what about James May? Yeah, he hates James May. <laughs> I th- have you never seen the show? They hate each other. They get along. Those two yeah. do. And they work together in a professional setting, just like the three of us. That's fair. But which no, one, it's, it's funny, man. Because like, which you're the short top- one. You're Richard Hammond. That's fine. That guy was awesome. Now that I've met him, that guy, and he crashes a lot. So that kind of actually, you know, tracks. Um, he, he was such a nice guy, man. Like I, so Top Gear, in my opinion, is the greatest show ever made, period, of any kind. Comedy, drama, educational, historical, geographical, pick a category, it doesn't matter. It wins them all. So do, the, do you watch the new one on, uh, okay, on Amazon? Sci-fi. Yeah, Grand Tour. Grand Tour, yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess it's not new anymore. It's not. It's like seven seasons all down. Yeah. But uh, but no, I so I've always loved the show. Like it just absolutely is the best show. And I've always wanted to meet any or all of those guys. And he was such a nice dude, you know, super humble. What was so funny though, man, like you've obviously watched the show, right? And you know when they do these, let's say they're introducing a new car, like some nice supercar or whatever, and they have all these awesome artsy shots of the car and these like beautifully written soliloquies about the car, like explaining it. Mm -hmm. That's just how he talks, man. Like he gets asked a question (laughs) and the answer is this like unbelievably well-crafted, like poetic response that can go on for 30 seconds or five minutes, but it doesn't matter. It seems like he's had somebody you know, write it for him and just inject it into his brain. He's just so well-spoken, uh, has some great thoughts and opinions on the automotive industry in general. And it was just a blast. It was awesome to get to meet him. Um, and then Saturday night, I was inducted into the Canadian Motorsports Hall of Fame. That's so cool. It is so cool. It seems unreasonably early to do that. I feel way too young to be in the Hall of no, Fame of that sort. T- you're no, I know old. that. But then, like, you look at the other guys and girls inducted, and I still brought... The, I was the youngest one ever to be put in the hall, which I thought was... Oh, is was, that true? Yeah. So, like, I guess that's a good sign, good part of it. Um, but, yeah. No, it was... But it was an awesome... It was an awesome event, and um, it was great to catch up with a lot of familiar faces, a lot of old people that I've, you know, don't get to see a lot, so it was really, really cool. And then the last two days, man, I've just been at the race shop doing tons of content for the team and for some of our partners. And um, it's just been like what Alex had to do two weeks ago with McLaren. I've just been doing for FAF. So it's been a 
exhausting couple days, as you know, Alejandro. You yeah. know what those content days are like, Tim. You do them all the time. Nonstop. Yeah, and then tomorrow, heading back down south with my mom and my niece. We're going to go to Bahamas for a little bit. And they haven't been down to our spot there. So, going to go That'll on a nice. little vacay with the fam, which will be nice. Yeah. Feel free to swing over and visit post-homestead, Alex. No, because then I got to go home for two days and go back to Sebring. Is it only two days in between? Uh... Well, I get home at midnight, Thursday night, so Friday very early in the morning. I leave at 5 a.m. on Sunday, so, yeah. Oh, man. So, I'll see teams and everybody's just staying down there. Yeah. Bomber. Yeah. Yeah. So, wait. So, homestead testing is hybrid testing and Sebring testing is not hybrid testing. Correct. Got it. Yep. Pound so, many more rocks. Have you, did you Same test rocks, since actually, we last just, talked? Have I tested since we last talked? Uh, no, I yeah. was um, in the sim. I went up. Um, yeah, so we recorded. Yes, yeah, so uh, on Tuesday last week, um, I went up to Grand Rapids, and so the new um, commercial director and current VP of Communications at Aaron McLaren. Um, yeah. big props to Lauren for the uh, yes. for the promotion. Miss Lauren Gaudian, um, who didn't come from motorsports, so is always thinking outside the box. Um, had a connection up at Grand Rapids at the at the hospital network there, and um, thought it would be a really cool idea to have myself and our pit stop coach go up there, kind of meet with some surgeons, tour some ORs and kind of have a conversation about the similarities between, you know, the, the synchronization of a pit stop slash surgery. And in theory, there is a lot of, of very good ideas about that um, and things that I think both groups took away um, in terms of, uh, things to learn. Like, I think the thing yeah, that like, surprised me, me the most, this is the thing that surprised me the most, well, hold on. The thing that surprised me the most about ORs, and I guess this might not surprise you, James, because you've been, because <laughs> I've been in a, a couple, right? Um, they don't do, I've like, been awake for a lot of that. They don't time do, <laughs> um, like video review. So they have like simulation to practice, especially on surgeries that are going to be very complicated or transplant surgeries or anything like that. They've got ways to, to so prep. Like simulation software, or are we talking like cadaver stuff? Both. So the cadaver okay. stuff's been around for a while, but now yeah. the software side of things is coming into it as well. Amazing. Um, yeah, very cool. So, um, but they don't do video review. So they can't really post-op analyze like a surgery and be like, Oh, these are areas where this could have been more efficient. This was an area that could have been executed better. Like how is that, that possible? That's not a thing. Great point. So they were like, man, that makes a lot of sense. Like you guys studied pit stops between pit stops in a race. I mean, surgeons are pretty well known for not being, you know, the smartest guys. They're just, you know, no, it never occurred just, to them. It's just that's they, obviously kidding. By the they way. live, they live <laughs> in a world that is so regimented and documented that 
they there are so many checklists and things that they're going through and verifications from other individuals that these things were done that I guess it's just been a process that has developed that like with the checks and balances that are there between the other surgeons, the surgeon assistant, the nurses, the techs, everything like they know it was done right, but they can't actually go have a bird's eye view and look at it. That is shocking to me. And two reasons, two reasons other than like the norm, like the, the like, Hey, I want to learn to be better and like whatever you'd think that for teaching purposes, right? Because like you, you you see or you've heard of or you've seen the, the operating so galleries this is a, with- This isn't, yes, this isn't like all surgeries everywhere at all times. This is this particular hospital network and this group of doctors. So right. let me just yeah, clarify yeah, that. I'm sure like, it exists. Right, but for like students, they would build galleries above ORs so you could watch. So once, you know, they invented reasonably sized can't once gopros were around you'd think it would be a no-brainer to just like on the light have a little camera for learning purposes if nothing else for teaching purposes but then furthermore and maybe this is why they don't do it i hate to say this but like malpractice suits yeah that's a good point see i was just thinking like imagine you're going under you got the mask on and you hear like and subscribe if you want to see me cut more guys open it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Hippo would love that. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could, would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. So, okay. So anyways, but right. what was, what was then very awkward for myself and, and Brendan, who's the piss stop coach that went up there is, you know, they, once we kind of got through that and they were like, Oh, that's interesting. And kind of got through, it's also very unique to not unique, but different. It's different in, in ORs. It's not the same group every time. Whereas a pit right. stop crew is the same. That's always practicing with each other. Right. An OR can be just whoever's on call and whoever's there and they're just sure. all checking in and they're going to fix you. So that's where things started to digress a little bit and, and separate. And, um, 
it's then that we really realize that like we ran out of things to talk about because we just we ultimately changed some tires and put some fuels in a fuel in a car, right? Right. Like it's the scale of what we do while it's it requires, not brain surgery. <laughs> right. While it requires precision and teamwork and practice and executing under pressure, it's very simple. Right. Compared to some of the things that they do. Loosen so, nut, remove tire, add tire, right. tighten nut. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Basically uh, heart car, surgery. Car stop, fuel probe in, fuel probe done, cargo. Well, light goes on, <laughs> fuel probe out. I, I thought I remember there being a case where like an OR in England visited and collaborated with a, an F1 pit team. And their, their like advice was like, hey, just have like one guy per thing that needs to happen. Like just one person who's the best at doing this specific task and then somebody else who's the best at doing that specific task. And that was like, apparently it helped at that OR or something. But we don't but have 40 it. guys over the wall. But, but but that's also, to Alex's point, that's part of the challenge, right? Is that you find you want the best this position, the best that, well, there's only one of the best, but there's how many surgeries happening, you know, in that hospital, never mind that several country, thousand, never mind the world. Like it's a thousand yeah. a day, which blew my mind. In just that um, hospital or that network? Just, well, that network. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And um, the, the thing is like, so there are dedicated teams for the very complex, um, surgeries that exist but for your trauma type stuff it's just it's kind of whoever's there so anyways it was a cool five six hours so um again amazing to meet and talk to people and then kind of just branch out of the typical things that we do as motorsports teams usually like when you're trying to 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 build a a series of brand drivers personalities teams all of this sort of thing, you can't just stick to the box of, you know, what, what everyone else does. Oh, let's go to car dealerships or let's go to auto parts stores or whatever. Like, it's pretty cool to like, let's see another side of society that is very far removed, but like, let's see if there's similarities. And, and those guys are now going to come out to Detroit and it's, it's a pretty cool kind of collaboration. So pumped on that. Um, then popped down to Charlotte, got in the sim. And then after that, uh, went to California to see some family which was very nice. Um, we Can't all tuned in. I didn't get a call. Uh, Different pretty, part of California. Pretty far still, away. Still would have liked a call. Yeah. Um, and then I went down to Vegas and I got to drive another McLaren sports car, which um, was cool because it was my... So I, I think we've talked about the Artura road car is by far my favorite. Yeah. McLaren and quite possibly supercar that exists faf let me have one for the weekend and sort of for the week here so i've been pounding okay. around on one and it's great man isn't it phenomenal mm. very it's very good. neat very neat very good um and so i got to drive the um the trophy version of the archer so basically what that's going to be is we all know about ferrari challenge we all know about lamborghini super trofeo we all know about porsche carrera cup McLaren is going to do their own one make championship um, for your bronze drivers. It's still yeah, a program. Am, am guys, yeah. Your am drivers. Um, and to compete with those other uh, single make series. And it's coming to America at some point in the future. 
I'm not going to disclose the year. So that's really cool. So I got to kind of give journalists a first look at a GT. It's not a GT4 car, but it's not quite a GT3 car. So it's like a GT3 and a half car um, <laughs> and give them, give them laps around the track. And it was actually really nice because after having just spent so much time in the 720 GT3 car, like it felt like home. So like it was easy to get up to speed. Like ABS wasn't a weird concept. Right. Like <laughs> all of the controls were the same. Like everything yeah, yeah. was the same. So that was um, that was a lot of fun. So so enjoyed being out there. And so there was uh, there was a front yeah. seat, and you were taking passengers around. Correct. Yep. Yep. Nice. Yeah. How it was really cool. Yeah. How many like how many rides do you think you gave? I probably gave um, fifteen, like two three lap rides. So did you make anybody puke? No. Yeah. Uh, it, it's funny, like everyone is gets out because they were doing hot laps at the same time um, and, and everyone was kind of just moving around in the 750. So this was the press day, right? kind of press launch for the 750S. Yes. What, what um, were you at, Pahrump or were you at Speedway? No, we, we were at Speedway. Okay. Um, so this was, they had 16 750Ss there. So this was their biggest Jesus. press launch event ever. That's huge. Um, which is insane. It uh, is, a, is an amazing car. I got to do a couple laps in it. It's The 720 was cool. This is, this is cooler. Um, but yeah, anyway, so they would, they would get to pound around for like eight or nine laps in the 750, check it out, and then get into the Arturo Trophy and go for a ride. And everyone was just like, man, the braking is crazy. And I was like, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Like, yeah. Um, Compared to, yeah, I, I guess. I will say, in a lot of ways, and, and it's obviously a completely different spec, it's a different tire. Like, it did things better than the 720. Like, what, what did it do better? Which I was a better? little concerned about. Dude, the, like, the, the traction was phenomenal. And there was more power. Because I initially was like, oh, man, like, traction's, like, great so this thing must be slow as crap and they were like mm, it's it's not bop so it's actually turned it's it's producing more horsepower say, than like, what you yeah. just drove yeah yeah the bop kind of robbed the 720 of a bunch of power but it's funny because i got to pen around in one of those things when we went over to portugal to shake down the 720 and it was such a fun car to drive man it was such a fun thing to throw around and i literally just had like visions of like you, me, Marvin, Oliver, all four of us in them, just like, it's like, it's like MX-5 cup on steroids, right? Like the cars could run really close. You could slide them around a little bit. You could use tons of curb. You could have a lot of fun with it. I think the racing is actually going to be really, really good when it comes out. Yeah. Tim, uh, you should sign up. I was just going to say, if you guys both got to drive this car, it feels like if McLaren wants to like complete the, like the podcast thing, for sure. I drive by a McLaren dealership pretty much every day. I could swing in, pick it up. I'd even, if they needed me to leave something, I could leave my Bronco, you know? Yeah. Just drive Not around. a lot of the, uh, the trophy cup cars are going to be at the dealership necessarily. I just, you know, just assume they got maybe one. Whatever one they gave you, I'm, you know, they probably got the same model down here. No. It's no. super dope. It's a race car. Yeah. yeah. And weirdly, it's a smaller car, but much more room. Um, so oh, I weird. guess, remember when we were making the seat, the guy said it was the roof line of the 720 that really yeah, dictated yeah, yeah. the size of the cockpit. He must be right because the Archer is a smaller tub 
in in smaller stance and shorter car and everything, and I had thirty percent more space. Wow, so, hmm. pretty wild. Yeah. Again, they're and also that would be building something that you would for notice. like yeah, like they're also building that for a wider range of clientele of human. Yeah, yeah, they're not <laughs> expecting everybody to be race car driver size. That's going to drive in that in that series. What are you trying to say? I am race car driver size, James. I mean, you're. Not really. Like, I know that you are a race car driver and you're a size, but I think if you average the and Graham Rahal are bringing the average up. Correct. And then, you know, Takuma. Well, yeah, fine. And then Takuma. Takuma and James and Zach. I feel like I'm middle of the road. No. Yeah. Bottom. Takuma, James, Zach. Alex, you and I are about the same height, so I'm wondering if this is the same too. If anybody's under five nine, and I don't mean this like in a negative way, but you all just look the same to me. Like hmm. it's once you you cross, like you're all just it's very heightest. similar level of short. It's very heightest. Is that just me, Alex, or, or no. do you notice that too? No, no. Yeah, it's it's a thing, yeah. right? It For the record, I'm five ten. But <laughs> it's I didn't uh, mean you. I meant you, hmm. the listener. I meant uh, whoever hmm. is out there hearing. Well, I'm insulting our you. short listeners. Huh? Uh, uh, huh? <laughs> uh, huh? They're not people. People if they're short. Well, um, obviously, obviously. <laughs> um, I think Randy Newman covered this in a in one of his great songs. I don't know if you guys <laughs> have heard it. It's called "Short People Got No Reason to Live." Weirdly, that one has escaped my playlist. Oh, I'll send it to you. You'll like and it. And if it's not part of Big Booty Mix, and Alex has never heard it, um, <laughs> Big Booty Mix twenty four came out. By the way, guys, get on SoundCloud. Uh, check it out. I've been listening yet. to the same playlist since I was sixteen. There's Wait, a, is it, not, is it not, big booty? Or, no, it's just called chill. And oh. it's just got the Edmund Fitzgerald on repeat. You should That's uh, like more people are getting into the Edmund Fitzgerald. And I never thought I'd be a hipster about Gordon Lightfoot. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's becoming a thing on TikTok where people are like, hilarious. It's a song about a boat crash. It's like, no, no, no. This has been my realm for decades. Mm-hmm. Get out. You, you and Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. That's uh, the pioneers. Pioneers. <laughs> Uh, so Alex, did you watch the Daytona 500? I, I only watched, well, no, I watched what I thought was going to be the last 25 laps and then the red flag came and then I had something I I was, I was watching while I was in pit lane in the middle of doing hot laps. Oh, right. And then I put, I I actually had someone wait because it was like, there's three to go. Let's just let's just sit here for two minutes and just watch this together. It'll be a bonding activity in your journey. So like, yeah. yeah. And um, then the whole thing happened and I just turned my phone off because I was pissed off. No, no, I I didn't watch the race. I watched uh, the hot, the hot, I watched the big ones, the big one, the big one, I should say. And then I watched the ending. Um, And I don't have an opinion because I was just upset. And the fact that they tweeted that it was the greatest spectacle in racing afterwards really pissed me off. They what? Yeah, they, they, they at least deleted that. NASCAR oh, tweeted they? out greatest spectacle oh, okay. in racing and then okay. deleted it. Because that is a very it's, trademarked yeah. phrase. Probably some intern <laughs> who just like, re- like they'd heard it somewhere, but didn't really realize when or why or where and mixed but it up with the great American like race. This the third time that somebody's done that within the last year. I think NASCAR well, no. did it. No, F1's, F1's done F1 it did. twice. Okay. Yeah, F1's yeah. pushing the boundary with that one a little bit. Um, yeah, I also didn't watch the race. I tried to. Uh, you heard of some of my gripes about... So, like, you know, I'm up in Canada. I'm trying to watch it through my iPad. I don't have, like, cable here, right? 
So I'm trying to watch it through one of the services on my iPad, which I pay good money for, but they don't work in Canada. So I try VPN, but now the apps are smarter than VPNs. And so none of the things that I pay for would let me watch it. So then I was like, all right, fine. I'll just buy like a package for the month in Canada. But all of the services in Canada will not let me enter a credit card with a U.S. address. So even though I've got a Canadian credit card with Canadian money in a Canadian bank, the address tied to it is still my indie address. And so it wouldn't work. So I tried for like 35 minutes to get this race and give people money to let me watch the race and it couldn't happen. So I turned it off and watched For All Mankind instead. And I just watched the run from turn four of the flag on Twitter. So I think a Hendrick car won. Yeah, I was I was up in Santa Barbara with food poisoning. I didn't watch anything this weekend. Actually, I know. I watched Marco's race, the Arca race, until he got taken out from behind. Yeah, yeah. same. Yeah, so I, I watched that, um, then swiftly turned it off. I also watched... What a mess of a the, race that well, was. Yeah. Oh, it was a disaster. Uh, the Trump Tony race Brody was a disaster. comments were hilarious. Um, Ooh, that, that didn't sit... Like, watch the replay before you give the interview. That's the golden rule. Correct. Um... I watched M- the NBA Celebrity All-Star Game where our pal Connor Daly <laughs> uh, was participating. He, he won. won. He got the W. I mean, the team won. He, they won. He did not win. <laughs> no. 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 The, uh, that um, trick shot guy that you bet. Very good. Very good. Interesting. Very yes. good. Well, when I when I was giving him the ride, the the ride, I was like, so like I see you do trick shots on Instagram or whatever, but like, do you play you play basketball? And he was like, oh yeah, man, I can ball a little bit. And I was like, all right. And then a couple hours later, um, he was like, yeah, uh, I turned down a Division One thing, yeah, um, because like I just wanted to create content instead. And I was like, oh, that makes more sense, right? Because I, I don't understand what's happening here. You're a frog. You are a frog. Hazel has a sign, a little marker board to the back of my head that says he's a frog. Very I mean, clear. I'm wrong. not sure why. What I part of this you don't understand? Yeah. Oh, I see. You're doing you're doing a frog thing with your neck. Yeah, right. The neck. I mean, right. you're you're. Does that mean that if um, a nice lady kisses you, you're a prince? We'll never know. Right. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> we're 30 plus years in and he's still a frog, so I'm not holding my breath. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, be 34 in May, hadn't happened yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not a great, uh, not a great oh, look. Man. Um, yes. So I don't think you could take that to my head, Hazel. Bowman or Byron? One Those of them won. I forget which yeah, one. Yeah, dude, I don't know. Well, no, what's funny is oh, it's Byron Bowman. Won, Alex Bowman. No. Nope. Byron yeah. won. So Byron won. Alex Bowman was the one that theoretically should have won according to the NASCAR rules. Byron. So it's it's equally yes. as confusing. Right. Because it was when the yellow yeah, came out. Yeah, there was some was discrepancy of when, when it happened versus when the yellow goes yeah. versus like right. last well, honestly, timing. Honestly, who cares? It's Andy all a 2002. Joke. That race is such a joke. I know. I'm sorry. It was... It, but it was like, it was all poetic because Hendrick hadn't won the race in 10 years. It was their 40th anniversary of their first start. And then they pull off a one, two. But how do they decide who they're going to make win if nobody's dating Taylor Swift? I don't understand. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I saw a thing on the internet, not to no say God. that anyone listens to this. But <laughs> so like, you know it's real. <laughs> 
apparently uh, Travis Kelsey doesn't follow Taylor Swift anymore, or they don't follow each other at this point anymore. There's going to be another album that's going to be so good. But so, so I don't does know. Does that just feed ever... into it? Does that just feed into no. it that like this was all just paid for by the NFL to get them a bunch of coverage? Or did she see his post-game speech and decide, you know what? That's what maybe not that's, the guy for me. No, that's what that's what everyone in in like the comments was like. He vivaed a little too hard. Like <laughs> Like that, that wasn't an attractive thing, even as a, a, as a fan of athletes. Yeah. Like, no, I, I looked like Roy Rage. I mean, the, it was a very, very bizarre. I mean, look, you're celebrating. You just won the Super Bowl. I get, I get that. I get all that, all the defense that I read on, on that whole thing. I get that. But it was, it was weird a little bit. And like her reactions all caught on camera. Didn't look super into it. <laughs> no. Um, now I want to look this up. I, I feel like that. I don't know. I feel like I would have heard of it or heard about it. But I'm not saying not. I'm not saying they're not together. Who knows? Maybe they never followed each other in the first place. Also, who cares? It doesn't matter. It's completely wrong. But it would be comical if, like, two weeks post Super Bowl, it's over. It would just feed into all the conspiracy theorists yeah, for, sure. for sure. On that for note, a sure. uh, good friend of ours, PJ Chesson, who loves a good conspiracy theory, he posted something on his Instagram that said. If you're a white male and you work out over seven hours a week, you're twice as likely to die of a heart condition. So I got bad news for us, Alex. It's not looking great. Well, Tim's fine then. Yeah, Tim's totally yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. He just goes he just yeah. goes to the gym for eucalyptus and smoothies. The sauna, yeah. yeah. Apparently there's like other people that do something else there. I don't know. I'm I don't make it past the I don't make it past the smoothies and the eucalyptus. We're, we're aware. We're aware. Uh, F1 testing starts. Well, by the time this comes out, it will have started. All of the cars are just 10% color and 90% carbon fiber, which is kind of Wait, annoying. Hang on. I just got on to check if Travis Kelsey follows Taylor Swift. You guys know he follows Connor? Yes. Did not know that. Wasn't he, came, that. he came to the 500 in three years ago, and obviously Connor is the go-to celebrity the king of networking with the celebs right correct okay he does not follow taylor swift i know but did he ever again who I cares I would, anyway. you would imagine taylor swift doesn't follow anybody right this is the joseph newgarden approach <laughs> <laughs> except you know joseph or they're taylor's both, a little bit of a bigger deal they're both pretty I mean, talented blondes for nashville taylor swift one yeah i mean I don't know. There's a couple parallels. Yeah. But maybe they probably both like Disney. Anyway, All right. uh, F1 more, more effort I've invested in this information. Yeah, I'm, I'm shocked before. about that. Um, did you see that like the Red Bull was was unveiled and it has like something closer to what the Mercedes side pods used to be Hilarious. that they abandoned to be more like Hilarious. the Red Bulls? <laughs> Hilarious. Do you think they're just with them like do you think their car yeah. was so good from last year they're like this will be funny and the launch car and even like the car they did all their filming with has some complete bullshit like side yes. pod design on it that nobody in the team's actually using and they're just that would be so good. yes yes i really i actually do <laughs> i would love that i would love to see the first day of testing have just like a slight iteration of last year's car on track rather than this complete diversion that they seem to have done like Mercedes tried to be clever. They added an extra steering arm, which is illegal. 
but they put it on their launch car to like get people talking about something, which is probably to divert attention from something else that they're doing that's on the gray area or revolutionary in some way. But predictions for F1 testing. Oh, who knows, dude? I, I'm not going to watch. Well, nobody <laughs> watches it. Well, I'm not going to Google. Like, I don't know. I, didn't, I honestly didn't even know it was this week. <laughs> Fair. I, yeah, um, I have no idea. All right. Well, shall we uh, call it for today? Yes. Yes. We shall. Sure. And we'll be back to hear about Alex's testing and F1 testing next week. <sighs> this has been Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Off Track is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts. We're at Ask Off Track on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to follow us on Twitter individually, I'm at Hinchtown. He's Alexander Rossi. And if you want to follow Fim, though we have no idea why you would, he's at the Tim Durham on Twitter. Follow us on YouTube and subscribe to our channel for exclusive video content. Off Track is produced by Tim Durham, and by that we mean Fim. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.